Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And we're back again. We keep taking these little breaks. (laughs) Life keeps getting in the way of this podcast. What is going on? Yeah. So many things happening. I know. So much transition (laughs) happening. I know at my house, it's a puppy, um, which has only been this week. So that's really not a very good excuse. But but this week feels like it's been a year long. Well, the season shift too, man, it's kicked in high gear, high gear. Yeah. Everything does feel like it's rapidly moving. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lots of things happening. Yeah, for sure. And you're all busy trying to like do some new things, new things, getting an internship and going to school and working full time and having a special needs daughter. Oh yeah. It's all. Yeah. I guess that's why we haven't talked for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. In fact, this podcast almost got eaten by our chat. <laughs> that is true. And I was like, I need to talk to you, Emily. I know. I know. Veronica and I usually talk like just friendly talk at least once a week, pretty in for depth. Like at, like, at yeah, least a couple least hours. A couple hours. I look at the, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's wild. We're like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. And then like 30 minutes later. I know. <laughs> I know it's true. So uh, we did not get to have that time this last week or two. And so we were just utilizing this time. So short podcast friends that will be short. It'll be shorter than it could be, but I'm going to stop yammering. (laughs) So we could talk about our subject because I I did some really good. I got some really good stuff. Oh, did you do some really good research, Veronica? (laughs) I got some good stuff. I got some good research. (laughs) So we're talking about origins. We're going back to the, you know, the the origins origins. theme. We have a couple more podcasts we wanted to do on that. Yes. And we're going back to tools. Remember we were talking about wands. And um, so I have brooms. And a thames. I have brooms today. I have witches brooms. Um, Broom. Which is awesome. I, Emily and I have made brooms in group. Were you there? I, you I'm having there. a moment. I was not there. That was my circle night. I I brought brooms. What? Um, How did I miss yeah, that? We made brooms. Man, it was I, amazing. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I made brooms so, in a ritual with with my wise woman witchery group for I think it was a full moon ritual maybe that we did for clearing, and we all crafted ooh. brooms. I instructed people of what to bring, and we did it together. But anyway. I didn't do it with our circle. So I'm so curious. Tell us more, Veronica. Let me stop talking. <laughs> so actually I went, there were several different websites I went on um, and all of them kind pretty much went down the same path. So um, the first, so I looked pretty, the origins of the witch's broom uh-huh. and, you know, history.com like pops up right away and they uh-huh. uh, pr- pretty, you know, heady. But, you know, they've done their research. It's history.com. Um, <laughs> How do you know they've so, done their research? Well, I'm guessing they've done their research because it's the History Channel as well. Oh, so it's, okay. it's, it's It's the History Channel's website, really. I'm all, who so, bought history.com? Like, who has yeah. that domain? Okay, the History yeah. Channel. That it's makes the History Channel. Yeah, so. 
Um, first, let's start with broom. And the, the word broom comes from the, the actual name of the plant that is used to oh. make the broom. I did yeah. not know this. What is yeah. the plant? The plant is broom. Oh, <laughs> that, is, that is the name of the plant. <laughs> I feel like broom was like a piece of the name of the plant or something. Yeah, no, no, got it. Okay. It's That's actually the name. called broom. Yes. Yes. It's actually called broom. And the actual, before it was called broom, it was called a besom. Have you heard of that? Emily? I have heard of that. Okay. So that, that can be, that word can be used interchangeably, besom or broom. So, oh, you have your besom, you have your broom. It's, I I never, I saw the word besom. I've seen it before, but I didn't know that's what they meant. Oh, it's a broom. Oh yeah. I have heard it. And so does it say why it's also called that? Is that another name for a plant or is that? I don't, I didn't get that. Um, it could have been, but I don't, I don't know. So the, the word broom replaced the name Bessum. So the word Bessum is older than the yes. word broom. It's old English, um, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, really the originally, okay, going back, well, what do we use the broom for? Well, the act of sweeping. Right. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back to ancient times when people didn't want dirt in their caves. I just, I just made that up. By the way, um, that was they not in the research. dirt in their case. <laughs> but I'm I can imagine. Cave, but I don't want any yeah. dirt in here. I don't want any dirt. So originally, you know, the first brooms <laughs> were bunches of sticks. You know, and oh it, yeah, it just, yeah, bunches of sticks, um, natural fibers, and you know, people would want to clean their place. They want to remove the dust, remove the debris, and so you know, as women were associated with domestic chores and household cleaning, uh, the broom was associated with women. So now we're starting to get oh, interesting into is there how a, we get into witches and brooms. And is there a time on that as far as when women were associated with domestic stuff? Like, is there a um, century thrown in the pot? It says the 18th century. It could be earlier than that, but it's saying, uh, oh, they said, okay, so the 18th century comes as like, that's when it's like, oh, just easily, easily anywhere you could hear, you'd say a witch is on her broom as like the 18th century. So way before that would women would have been associated (laughs) at least a century before that all right friends take everything we say with a grain of salt thank you because this is uh this is our spin on uh on the research yes thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) so women associated with domestic chore of sweeping um and then we come to oh yeah so they, they kind of move over to um the first witch who confessed to riding on a broom was actually a man oh yeah was actually a man um okay i might be butchering his name actually it's gil gilamine edelin he was a priest in a town near paris in 1453 he was arrested and tried for witchcraft he was um he confessed to be riding a broom under torture i wonder how reliable that is oh right yeah. Um, and he was imprisoned for life. Horrible. Miserable. Horrible. Um, first images of a witch on a broom 
1451. This is interesting. A French poet in his manuscript depicted two women riding on a broom, uh, soaring through the air. Now, these women had both had headscarves on them and were identified to be part of a Christian sect. And these these sect, the sect of Christianity was interesting because it um, was the only sect that allowed women to be priests. And this is in the 1400s? Yes. 1451. Interesting. Does it say where, that, like what area of the world this was happening in? This is in France. France. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, and, and hence, because women could be priests, this sect was, you know, considered to be. You said hence. Yeah. That was lovely. Hence. Sorry. Thank you. I thought it fit with the <laughs> it medieval times. It totally does. Hence. <laughs> hence of course, that this, these were considered heretics, you know, the sect of Christianity was looked down upon by the Catholic church. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so somehow, because they were looked down upon, is, is that where the twist comes in? Like, yes. So this is, these are all just kind of like, I guess you could look at like piling up upon how, how, how later down the line Mm -hmm. um you see a witch flying on her broom you know so we're seeing people saying oh i'm riding on a broom you also (laughs) you know admitting to riding on a broom and that you know just just riding on a broom just yeah hanging out this Um, weekend riding on my broom um, exactly and then you know starting with you know folks you know the folklore of oh yeah well actually we just swept we were women and we swept and like they would just correlate this tool to be with a woman and the woman being a witch you know so kind of like going down the line that way and so i'm actually going to skip right over to something that i found on multiple websites that emily you and i have associations with (laughs) is this the flying ointment it is. <laughs> How did you guess? Well, because we made flying ointment one time. We did. I had us make flying ointment for Circle yeah. many, many, many years many ago. Many years ago. Like 20, <laughs> 19 years ago, I bet. Yeah. 18, 19 years ago. It may be one of our first rituals, actually. It was somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. So... What I remember at the time was I remember looking in my cool spell book and (laughs) seeing flying ointment. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Like flying ointment. And then looking into it, I didn't, gosh, actually, I'm like, I don't think the internet was being, I don't know if I even was on the internet. I looked in a book for all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I got, yeah, I'm really floored right now. I don't think (laughs) I was even on the internet at that point. Um, yes, you yes. were because you had email. I did, yeah, but I don't. I don't think I was searching like I would now. Like, oh, you, you were just like hop on surfing just, the like, net. I wasn't surfing the net for <laughs> flying ointment information. <laughs> so the small little bit of information that I got at the time was that oh yeah, you use this flying ointment. Um, it was possibly possibly a hallucinogen. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't use any hallucinogen. I think it was just like pretty. You know, I don't use hallucinogen, so I think it was pretty. I'm trying to remember what the recipe was like. I know I, I can't remember it out. either. I remember the way it smelled, but that's not making me yeah. remember what was in it. 
anyway so i'm cor- i'm correlating this flying ointment because um there is a correlation between brooms mm-hmm. and hallucinogens mm-hmm. um so in multiple websites i saw that um witches were said to have applied hallucinogenic ointment to their broom and applied them to their vaginas yes i have read this okay yeah this this is a this is like in multiple places i have seen this right and my thought on that is it makes me wonder if because it's sort of like whoa like it has shock value you know if that's why it's in multiple places or if it actually has historical fact because yeah. when I remember reading about this and then reading that it was um, it was folklore. So I don't know if it's actually true or. Well, th- yeah, this article was written by a pharmacologist. It was in Forbes. This was a <laughs> Forbes um, oh, magazine article. Uh, 10, 31, 17 Halloween. <laughs> very appropriate. Very appropriate. So, so this gentleman, David Kroll, um, he's a pharmacologist, and he was writing about this and saying that it did have validity. There also is a book written called Murder, Magic, and Medicine by John Mann, and he talks about about um, hallucinogenic plants. Um, tropane alkaloids are specifically the chemical inside these plants. Um, these are very toxic plants, belladonna nightshade hembane mandrake gypsum weed all of them are very toxic plants mm-hmm. i would not recommend anybody to use any of these plants at all <laughs> i just wouldn't right um, no they are very high, poison they're very poisonous so it was said that these were made out of you know hallucinogens were made out of these plants which yes if you take them they can be hallucinogens um and if you were to make an ointment to a to bypass the first stage of liver um, kind of assimilation or absorption, um, you can apply it to a mucous membrane uh-huh. so, or to bypass the intestinal tract, which will cause nausea, vomiting, all, all the things. You apply it to a mucous membranes. Well, guess what? We have mu- mucous membranes in our vagina. We have them right. in our armpits. We have them. So like these are areas where you could apply them and people are still you know, applying medicine to these areas. So is your armpit really considered a mucous membrane or is it just an area? Really? Oh, it's an area. No, it's not a mucous membrane. It's, it's uh, an area of quick absorption. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I sweat, but I don't know if I consider that mucousy. I mean, maybe on a real rough day, but (laughs) yeah. And like the bottoms of your feet. I think we talked right, about yes. this administering medicine through different areas of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and apparently as I've never taken these as hallucinogens that actually these tropane alkaloids tend to make you sleep. So when you sleep, you are said to have dreams of flying. It's kind of uh-huh. like a re- a reoccurring theme of flying. And then people say that when they hallucinate, you know, they hallucinate it's fly- flying as a, you know, it might not be necessary flying, flying, but like flying, like I'm mm-hmm. flying high, like I'm high, right? <laughs> you know, I'm flying. <laughs> and so it makes sense that the broom would be associated with hopping on it and flying away when yes. you, you know, when you're thinking about 
people being under the influence of something. Um, and that writing, quote unquote, writing yes. the broom would be the way that you were able to administer this to yourself. Yes. It's trippy. Exactly. It's it's really trippy. So like I read this in multiple places. So it's still, I love Emily that you were like, oh, I don't know if that's real historic fact yeah, or if, um, because even though I read it in three different websites, there's nothing saying like, oh, the, the, the one thing that I did see as like possible, like real evidence, it, but it, it's, it, how can you even tell? So these people are being accused. Most of these um, yes. accounts are being, are, um, from either people who are accusing people of witchcraft, so they already have an agenda, or someone who's being, who is confessing to witchcraft under torture. Right. So like, how is this reliable? So it's hard to really know. Totally. If it's reliable. Um, but this one woman, she, uh, let me see, where do I have that? I saw this actually in two different websites that she, um, was actually found okay first case lady alice kyler she was found what they called it pipe ointment and a grease staff in her closet huh yeah pipe ointment i i said pipe ointment and i just assumed that like i think about a pipe like you're gonna smoke a pipe um and that maybe you would i don't know why they said pipe ointment but in both accounts and it was like in quotations pipe oint you know the whole account was in like this is where they got it was this woman like that is possible evidence that this woman was found mm -hmm. with this now granted maybe they found a thing of ointment that's a healing salve you know or like linseed oil and she had just you know i don't know <laughs> lubricated her room so it didn't slice her finger open you know <laughs> and they just like placed that on her and said oh you're a witch and let's you know try try you um so it's yeah and this is I how mean, history gets made <laughs> yeah no? exactly exactly this is the thing so yeah i mean it was really really fun going down this road because it also took me back to when we did our flying ointment and right and how like oh if, if the information actually was not as available as you know now I could just hop on and there was like eight websites with a lot of the same things and um but still with that it's like how much is real evidence right um, how much is story how much is story and how much is completely slanted um by the people who accounts are written you right. know right so I love that we're talking about the history and the origins here, but I wonder if it might be helpful also to just mention some of the ways that brooms are used today in witchcraft. Awesome. So uh, did you did you do any research on that, Veronica, or have any personal? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I built I I built I built a I a built broom. a broom. <laughs> I did actually. I, I picked a madrone. I I picked a madrone you know branch uh -huh. which is awesome because i my uh, association with madrone and plant medicine for madrone personally was very um sensual it's a very sensual mm -hmm. tree like the bark like once it peels it's the smooth beautiful mm -hmm. um you know bark underneath the inner bark um so i picked that 
And then I, you know, we, we made these brooms for, for cleansing, for clearing. Uh-huh. Right. So that's how I know to use the broom. Well, and that's generally how I think about them as a tool for clearing out space, right? Like I even mm-hmm. have a little hand broom in my office that I sometimes use uh, when it's been a really heavy session to kind of sweep, I'm using air quotes here, but to sweep around the doors, like sweep the energy out the door, out the window. Um, so it's symbolic in that way. But I also think about brooms as being something you can use as a threshold you know, the staff part of the broom, laying it down and stepping over it as a marking of transition, nice. uh, just symbolic, symbolically. And I think those are the two main ways I've, I use brooms in my own practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be curious if anyone listening has other ways they use brooms in their magical practice. And if you do shoot us an email at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Um, Cause I'd love to hear from you. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Get some ideas on how to use a broom. Yeah. Alternate ideas. Yeah. Yep. It is such a, it's such a um, symbol of the witch in so many ways. And yet, you know, when you think about where its origins are from, in some ways it almost is not, I don't know, dishonoring, I guess, of witchcraft in a certain way, because it Mm -hmm. seems like it has really negative connotations uh, of its origins. This accusatory sort of like, oh, then you're a witch. Because I remember reading something somewhere. And so everyone, this is coming from my memory, the filter of time, all the things. But uh, And I can't even tell you where I read this. So, but I do remember reading something at some time about people being accused of witchcraft. And if their brooms were missing on certain days, if they couldn't be found, it was a proof that they were a witch. Now, for all I know, I read that in a novel somewhere. But it was this idea <laughs> that that all the witches would gather their brooms and fly to meet the devil at the same time. Mm-hmm. Man, I can imagine that there's so many ridiculous things. I, I That's my judgment call. Ridiculous things that they would say, this equals you're a witch. We're yes. going to persecute you. Oh, yeah. You know, like that logic is not there. No. It's just pure, you know rhetoric passion whatever anger just fear everything just like placed yeah. fear you know. misogyny power yeah all the things a lot of displacement <laughs> yeah yuck yeah yucky yeah Sorry. and it's interesting to me though the first man that the first person to like confess to use a broom as a witch is a man <laughs> it is really interesting at least the first one on record and yeah, where did that even come from? Record. Like, why did that even come up for him as a man? Yeah, you know, exactly. like what, what's the deal there? So that's, it's very curious. Yeah. yeah. Story. There's so much story. There is, there is. It's rich. It is rich. Thank Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for this little uh, dip into the broom land. I, I say, let's reclaim the broom as a, a cleansing tool for our practices. Yes. Uh, and, and use it as something of power and mm-hmm. yeah, something lovely instead of these. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find my words today. This is how sleep deprived I am having a new puppy. I'm just all, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't make sentences good. <laughs> I just was like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. I was like, let's use our brooms to fly towards our goals. <laughs> oh, that was lovely. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. 
let's fly towards what we want. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Use it to clear out the negative, to make space mm-hmm. that the, the path, positive. Yeah. The path is straight as an arrow. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, my friends. Well, everyone listening, thank you for joining in. We'll be back next week, like for reals this time. And <laughs> we back. show up back, back in the saddle. So appreciate all of you listening and being a part of our community. And uh, as I said, if you have any ideas or tips for using brooms or any of the other magical tools that we've talked about in our podcast, please feel free to drop us a line at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. And we look forward to hearing from you. And if you have an idea for the show, let us know that too, because we we want to tell you about things you and you want to know about, right? And probably I like talking. I know. I like talking about things. Talking, researching, doing all the stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Veronica, thank you for all that research. And until next time, everyone, keep it magical. Hey there, wise ones. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. Did you know that I host a year-long program called the Priestess Path Awakening Series? During this year, we cultivate magical practices and tools where you discover and embrace your magic and gifts and learn to let them be seen in the world. Through 12 lessons over 13 moons, we dive deep into the craft to awaken that priestess that resides within you. The next cohort begins May 20th, 2023. If you're interested in learning more, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and click on the Priestess Path tab. I can't wait to share this magic with you. Hey there, friends. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. If you like what you hear on The Witch Next Door, I invite you to support us. You can do that by rating, reviewing, liking, following, uh, what else, (laughs) whatever else it is that you do on the platform you like to listen to podcasts on. By doing these things, it actually helps other people find us and in that way helps us spread the magic. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. And thanks for being a listener. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.